Listen Wednesday for your chance to win tickets to see Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Bob Seger is bringing his Roll Me Away tour to Vivint Smart Home Arena on Saturday, September 28th. The show will be open with a performance by the Wild Feathers. Get your tickets now at vivintarena.com, ticketmaster.com, utahjazz.com, or by calling 1-800-745-3000. Got a lot of Ute fans reacting to the loss in... Los Angeles, and where do they go from here? Well, Washington State at home, chance for the pass defense to get tested again. Todd says, Huntley played his heart out. I wish our O-line and defensive backs would have played as hard. I think next week will define the rest of the year for us. Well, they lost to Washington State in the same game last year, and did it define the rest of the year? No. So... But they hadn't lost to USC yet. That was a different beast. Oh, brother. <laughs> they weren't going to go undefeated. This was inevitable. It was going to happen. They were going to lose. Nobody picked them to go 9-0. and zero. Right. But it's worse to lose to USC. It costs you the tiebreaker. It's two-game swing. There is no tiebreaker to be had now. It costs you the time. You're just going if, 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 if for a total of seven more games. Yes. The Rat Fink rolls an ankle next week, and they're in a world of hurt. So it costs you the tiebreaker. You don't have the tiebreaker against SC. Whoever you lost to, you wouldn't have had the tiebreaker if they finished head-to-head. Right, but last year was two Northern teams, so the tiebreaker, they still had everybody in the South. I'm not talking about last year. I'm talking about this year. Nobody picked them to go undefeated. I don't care about last year. Nobody picked them to go undefeated. So they weren't, since they were going to lose to somebody, they were probably not going to have the tiebreaker if they lost to somebody in the in the South. Win a bunch of ball games. My gosh, you lose your first game and you're out. That doesn't make any sense. You you go zero and one and you're out. They're not out. There's still a path. It's just a narrow, windy, rocky path along the side of the cliff. One game and it just went from a. F- 10-lane freeway to a narrow, winding, rocky path. Yeah, it was path. never a 10-lane freeway, but the road oh, definitely got trip. harder. it wasn't. How wasn't <laughs> it? They were picked 33 out of 35. They were going to go undefeated. They were a playoff team. We just spent months talking about it, and now all of a sudden, oh, no, that wasn't really ever the case anyway. Well, we owe the people nothing but an apology for the last six months that we've been talking about it. Lee Corso can apologize for the playoff. I had him 10-2. and two. Not apologize. So then they were going. So then you should have said, "I have them ten and two, yep. which means it's a narrow, rocky road." But no, you waited until they're zero and one, and all of a sudden it went from an eight lane freeway to something extremely narrow. That's it. You have them losing twice, no less. I've said multiple times. I'll say it again. I thought they'd lose to either Washington or Washington State. They've had enough trouble with those two teams. They didn't think they'd sweep them. And I thought Cal, uh, Cal, USC, ASU, any one of those could take them down. And USC got them right then out of the Then why the, the hell gate. did you pick them to win the division? 
And now all of a sudden, much of narrow rock. Repay that. Replay that lock or yock. I don't know lock. <laughs> it's a narrow, narrow. Just it, it's a, it's a camel in the eye of the needle. You people love those religious parables yeah, and all that stuff. Use the open. <laughs> use the app. Use the open mic. By your own acknowledgement, you had them potentially losing to SC. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But you had them winning the division. Now they lost SC, which you admitted might have happened. And I'm not speaking to you specifically. Well, you can I'm in this case. Generally. I'll, I'll own. All this stuff, and now all of a sudden it's way narrow. Yeah, that's not consistent. If you have them potentially losing to these guys, how does it go from I've got them winning the division, sure, and they were going to go to the Rose Bowl? Now all of a sudden, oh my gosh, this is going to be almost impossible. The needle in the haystack, the camel through the needle. You're poking needles in my eyes. Grab the (laughs) grab the app, use the open mic, and send us your best analogy. For the Utes' path to the Pac-12 title right now. It doesn't make sense to me how, well, yeah, they were going to lose two games, but I still got them winning the division, so they lost one. Now, all of a sudden, it it is narrow, rocky cliffs, uh, snow falling, avalanche, rocks falling, (laughs) thunder, lightning. No snowfall (laughs) due to climate change. I don't know. Sure. Take that. It doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. If you had them potentially losing this game, which they did, and yep. now, but before I had them potentially losing the game, yeah, but I still had them. I mean, they stand a great chance to go to the Rose Bowl. If I forget playoff, Lee Corso. Now, but you certainly thought they had a good chance I to go to Rose Bowl. thought they had a chance to win the Pac-12 South and win a Pac-12 title game. And, and now the after four was quarters play. of football, it's gone. Man. You know, they're a game and a half out of first place. It's not just the four quarters. USC beat Stanford. Yeah, but two, that's all that had to happen for this. They beat Stanford, which isn't very good, and then they beat Utah, and now all of a sudden those were all conceivable for months. How come we never said anything? My gosh, if they lose to SC, they are screwed. We well, never we, said that. We didn't say they were screwed. But it is a big game right out of the gate. And I don't think they're totally like screwed. like this week is the and next week hopes, is and every week is. The playoff hopes have taken a dent, but we talked about it on TV. There's still a pat there. Hey, the Utes can beat Wazoo this weekend, and Washington beats USC. And then they'll at least have a loss. Oh, brother. Utes will be over a hurdle. It'll improve the odds. I'm spinning in my grave here. Yeah, well, that's the nature of sports, big guy. But well, we didn't say, why didn't you, but, hey, big guy, why didn't you go and tell me this in April, May, June, July, August, big guy? Why didn't you, you wait actually, till after the fact, big guy? Actually, I talked about the USC and being down a game in well, a tiebreaker. You screamed. You didn't want to hear it. You were wide awake. When? You were hollering. Probably a month ago. I think it was in August. You should have told me six months ago. This was possible. We spent blowing smoke all this time. Six months ago, the Jazz were headed for the playoffs. That was the topic. Five months ago. You picked the date. You picked the date. You Whatever. There's still a path. It's not the end of the world, but it got a lot harder with that last Friday. Because SC beat Utah and Stanford. Now, all of a sudden, they're just, my gosh. John McKay and John Robinson and Howard Jones and Charles White and Marcus Allen, they're all – I can't – but no, I'm going to be busy. Do SC. you think the Utes are going to win eight in, a, eight in a row? Because you brought up – even last week you were talking – when I was mentioning 10-2, and two, you thought, hey, if you're wrong, 11-1 and one is in play. This isn't and, about winning eight in a row. This is about winning this week. Have well, you, you not been listening to me? You do have to win this week to win eight in a row, but Who it's still about, about winning, winning the division. 
It always is. Yes, right. and the division is never it's never won or lost in the first week of the game, season. It just isn't. And SC beat a crappy Stanford team. What? Sign up Clay Hilton a lifetime contract. <laughs> Stanford's getting blown to do out that. every time. Well, they don't, the no, president you, signs off on it, and yeah. they got that little gal. She came out there. Carol? I, I seen her. Carol? I seen happen. her. She was out there, and she was on the scoreboard doing a whole bunch of stuff too. So, I mean, they beat a lousy Stanford team, and they beat Utah by seven points. Oh, my gosh. They got Utah. What, when's basketball start? That's it. I'm done. I'm talking about what new star is Kristobiak going to develop and then have him transfer a year later? That's what I'm talking about. It's basketball. When's gymnastics? When are when the, uh, the Red Pebbles play or whatever they do? And baseball, can they rally? Red the pebbles. Red Pebbles? That's I awesome. Know. I think you do know. That's why you said Red Pebbles. What they say Red Rocks. So you went Red Pebbles. I See what know. you did there. I'm rocking this world right now. I mean, <laughs> all of a sudden, Utes, you lost SC by seven points. You, you all got no chance. And just start playing the young guys. Sorry, Anai. I know you came back, but we, we got to go with the young guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bradley. Yeah. Full two, man. Good fact, job. You, Good you two might as well just go prepare for the draft like Bosa did. <laughs> no reason to risk injury. Yeah. It's all about the NFL draft. Yeah. No need somebody rolling up on you from behind and hurting you. Right. You got no chance now. You lost SC by seven points in a place where you've never won. I mean, since you've been in the conference. So, I mean, there you go. You're, you're dead meat. You fans, do you believe this? Are you just hopeless? 855-340-ZONE. There it is. I'm trying to save my partner here. I'm trying to save him. No, you're being, this is weird. I'm being Mr. Negative. You're upbeat and I'm happy. Trying to, I'm trying to be realistic is what I'm trying to be. And if realism is upbeat and happy, so be it. If realism is negative, so be it too. I'm just trying to be real. That's all I ever try to do. I get up this morning and I say, dear Lord, help me be real. PK, That's it. keeping it real. That's all I ever pray about. Help me to be real. I got to be real. And I just don't see. Yeah, if you look at it, oh, are they going to win eight in a row? That's overwhelming. You don't look at it that way, though. You look at it, can they beat Washington State? And we always knew, with or without a win over SC, Washington State was going to be very difficult. Nothing has changed in that way. They've lost to them four in a row. Over six years, didn't play him a couple times, but they've lost to him four in a row. So, yeah. yes, that figures to be And very I don't know difficult. about Moss's availability, and I saw Huntley looked a little beat up, so we'll have to see about that. It's going to be tough. But at the same time, I told you every conference game was going to be tough, and you looked at me, UC Los Angeles, how's that going to be tough? <laughs> Oregon State. Stanford, they got a hell of a defense. No, they don't. Their corners are getting run by at a shocking rate. You had Stanford beating SC because then they had a hell of a defense. Their defense sucks. Their whole team isn't very good. And that's what I said. Oh, don't be jumping up and down on who you don't play because you don't know how it's going to be. And now it looks like playing Cal is way worse than playing Stanford. Much more difficult. And so that's my whole point. So we made all these assumptions, and then it doesn't come to pass. Now we're assuming, oh, man, they got no shot. I mean, it's a, it's a long, rocky, narrow, f- 
pothole-filled road with landmines. So you're saying there's a chance. I mean, cease. Yes, there's a chance. And with each loss, the chance gets slimmer. But if you start looking at it like that, then it gets so overwhelming. Don't look at it like that. Find a way to beat Washington State, and then you're one and one. And am I going to count on SC, which lost to BYU, to be all that? They don't get to play all home games. They're three and one. They've won their three home games. Got to go on the road. They do? Yeah. Good luck. They're going to Washington this week. So this is unpredictable. This conference is completely unpredictable. It's to a large extent been unpredictable. I told you when they went in years ago, you'll have three, four head scratchers every year. So worry about beat Washington State, not what SC is going to do down the line. That doesn't make any sense to me. If they if SC rolls and wins, so be it. That's the way again. You lost, but if you don't win your games, who cares? What SC does it doesn't matter, and you're going to have tough games. That is, uh, to me, nothing really has changed. We've all acknowledged no one is going to go undefeated in the South. All right, so that gives you a shot right there, and it's unpredictable. I told you Colorado with Montez. I can argue Montez is the best passing quarterback in the conference. Gives him a chance to win a game. Right, he can fling it. Right, and sure enough. They go to the desert, and they win 34-31. And he can get hot and do his thing. So they're going to be a tough out. So my point is, Colorado can beat SC. And all of a sudden, I told you, UC Los Angeles could be a tough game. I said every single one of them is going to be tough. And now they're flying high. They're 1-0. and zero. They're better than Utah. They're 1-0. and zero. <laughs> <laughs> That was your Chip Kelly strategy last night. That was good. Yeah. They knew they were going to play Oklahoma and they weren't going to win, so they weren't going to go to the playoffs. We're not going to the playoffs, so just go ahead and dump all the non-conference games. And then we can sneak up on them. Right. Because everybody will be looking somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, they... We, Gordon and I do this podcast we call In Contention, and I said something about, I must have said BYU hasn't beaten a conference title or something. I got 25 people come at me. Hey, they beat UC Los Angeles in 83, and UC Los Angeles won the conference. Yeah, they were 7-4-1. They didn't win the conference. They were 7-4-1, and they won the conference. All right. <laughs> so you beat them in a year that they won seven games. Yes, they did win the conference that year. Crazy things happen. And to say it's over after one game, it doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't. Now you get two, three losses. Obviously, the more losses you get, the more you're going to have a difficult time winning it. But to say it's over right now? It's not over. It's a narrow, rocky path. I don't think it is. Yak, you getting anything yet on the open mic? Let's go, people. A, a narrow, give rocky me a better. Path. It's, PK says I'm wrong. Give me a better analogy. Why didn't you? But why didn't you say it before? Well, if they lose to USC, it's going to be difficult. It's a high stakes game. We were talking about. But it last you have week. them going seven and two, winning the division. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so. So it's not over. How has it gotten so much more difficult because SC beat Stanford? Well, it's also how they look when they play. I mean, the pass defense hasn't been good. 
They could be 0-2, and, and granted, I could still be right in the ballpark saying, you know, split with Washington Washington State. I promise you they will face no receivers the caliber of SC That's the true. rest of you didn't, the way. You didn't see the, uh, the ASU game, but it was on the uh, Pac-12 network. I did not. And during the game, they did a thing where uh, Yogi Roth was the analyst on the game and did his top five receivers, because he really likes uh, ASU star receiver. Top five receivers in the conference. <laughs> USC had one, two, and four on his yeah. list. Just, right, of course. I know. And what he but did, this is what we see. My yeah. point is, we talked about it. Was it what do you want? Five months? What's your deadline? How far we can go back? Five months, six months, four months, whatever. July and August. Okay, July and August. We talked about it ad nauseum in July and August that these receivers were, were the best yep. in the conference. They're all pegged to be NFL guys. And then when people say there's three NFL receivers, well, there might be four or five because there might be a freshman buried behind oh, these yeah, guys yeah, yeah. and we just don't know yet. Right, right. But those three are going to line up, and they all caught long touchdown passes and blah, blah, blah. And they were good. Yep. Let's go to Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy, good morning. You're on the air with DJ and PK. Irregardless that the Utes' chances now are like a tsunami in the Sahara, they beat BYU. That <laughs> <laughs> was very Tommy Boyish. Good work. Find a way to beat Washington State. That's the only thing that matters, man. Win the game, stay afloat. See if something breaks your way. Stay afloat. Yes. <laughs> Just, so you get them barely with their mouths above the water Well, line. if they're 0-2, <laughs> they're sinking. <laughs> so with a win, stay afloat. But no, it's more than stay afloat. They're right there with everybody else, particularly if Washington. Washington beats USC. Yeah. So I don't get all this crazy doom and gloom. Because they lost to a division opponent, and they looked bad doing it. And they, I don't think they looked that bad. There were a bunch of silver linings, but when you lose, you see the negatives, you ignore the positives, and if you win by a point, you talk about all the positives, and you ignore all the negatives. That's not true. Done it a million times. That's not true. A lot of people do that. Not everybody does Do you does do it? it? It depends on the game and the team and whether I'm into it or not. And right. probably partially what you say, and if I go the other way. Well... You just told me Utah State didn't close out. I don't, How are they supposed to close out if they don't have a 45-point lead with four minutes to go? They got no chance. Yeah, if you win say. by one, you just look <laughs> at the positives. I think US, I think Utah State fans are looking at the positives My this morning. My good no. We took one dude, and he said no, and you said you could see that. Yeah. You are two-faced. <laughs> as long as I'm not double-chinned. Maron, I don't get you. I think you do, actually. I have to unravel your twisted logic. That's and true. And it's causing me agita. Uh, agita. I got agita. I do right now. <laughs> you do not. This is cray cray. I'm not to laugh right now. I'm not laughing. I'm yeah, crying on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> not true. Have to deal with you. Sheesh. You're enjoying it. Yuck, I'm not off the plane five steps yesterday. Guy comes up to me, oh, PK, man, sun coming up, man, tell me. And he's got a ute uh, jacket on. I said, yeah, just relax, let it play out a little bit. You may, you may not lose, you may not win. I got it. Man, only one team's going to win. It's the way it works. So it may not happen. And then he says, well, you know, if I'm having a bad day, I just think about DJ 
confusing the gender of Debbie, and then I get happy again. <laughs> you don't have to play a yacht. We've all you don't really sound like a Debbie. Right. Well, I did one for a long time. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's, that's what really is. To me. It really is. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm barely in the hallway. Of the of salt. Like, are, you, are you going up like the little ramp thing, or are you I'm, actually? I'm, I'm, I'm in the airport. Okay, you're just terminal. barely into the terminal. Yeah, okay. and he sees me, comes right up to me, and we talk a little bit, and then I go about another ten feet. He says, "Oh, one other thing, one other thing," and then he tells me how he, if he's having a bad day, he always thinks of DJ confusing the gender of Debbie. I just have gender identification <laughs> issues. That has got to be 10 years old now. Did you you think about who we worked for and what room we were in when that happened? Well, yeah, we were at 1320. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so we were over in 21st yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over there in the Citadel Studios. <laughs> it had to be like 08, 09. Uh, probably. But, you know, I still remember Kirk Gibson's home run. So there it is. A great moment's a great moment. A great moment is a great moment. <laughs> and I keep that guy from getting depressed. Anytime he's a little down, boom, picks him right back. That's what he, saw. That's what he told me. Love that about it. <laughs> it's probably the only thing I love about it. I love that about it. Gary Anderson, Utah State coach, coming up. We got Aggie fans sending in questions for Gary. We will get to that next. He'll join us on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Rams held on to beat the Browns 20-13 on Sunday night football. There are now seven teams off to a perfect 3-0 start, including the San Francisco 49ers, who rallied to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 24-20. The Niners are 3-0 for the first time since 1998. Former Ute Matt Gay missed the game-winning field goal attempt as the Giants come from 18 down to beat Tampa Bay 32-31. Daniel Jones running for the go-ahead touchdown with a minute left, but Matt Gay missing a field goal as time runs out. Monday Night Football, the Bears in Washington, 6-15 tonight on ESPN. You can listen to the game here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Astros have clinched the American League West title, a 13-5 win over the Angels. George Springer hit three home runs. And the Cubs' playoff hopes hanging by a thread. They lose to the Cardinals 3-2, give up two runs in the ninth. St. Louis swept the four-game series, won every game by one run. Top of the Wire brought to you by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Looking for skilled HVAC technicians, plumbers, and electricians to join the Action Superhero team. Paid training, health, dental benefits, and a 401k match. Call today and join the Action Plumbing Superhero team at 801-833-3333. That's Action Plumbing. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Big thanks to Austin for filling in for Lloyd as where, he where? takes one of his mini breaks. Because, you know, three hours straight of producing is just ugh, heavy lifting. Hold on a sec. Lloyd is not on the board right now because he's heating up his cup of noodles. <laughs> Hold on, guys. Austin, can you come in here and fill in for me for just a minute? It's very important. Very crucial. Did uh, some commercials not play that we're supposed to play? No. I'm hungry. It takes three minutes to get this done. I just need your help. Still like Arnold. Get to the chopper. <laughs> get to the noodles. Get to the cup of noodles. Oh, it's going to get rough. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. 
Buying or selling a home? Homey will give you up to $5,000 back to help you with closing costs and fees. Remember, it's simple to get started with Homey. See more at Homey.com. Time to talk Aggie football now with Utah State coach Gary Anderson. He joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Gary, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are we doing? Doing all right. How are you feeling this morning? Got a conference win under your belt? Yeah, it's uh, got a good win, no doubt about it, and uh, moving on to Colorado State here, which will another challenge is amongst us. So we're uh, we're doing good. Got in at uh, 6:30 in the morning, so that was perfect. So uh, Sunday morning, so I had a long travel back, but uh, we got back here eventually. So away we go. Did you have to connect through Albuquerque? What the heck was going on? 6:30. I'm used to hearing uh, about to like 3:30. We, we had to drive to somewhere because you can't fly out of San Diego, so we had to drive somewhere in California and then uh, mm-hmm. wait for the charter. And somebody forgot to wake up the uh, the pilots and the crew, so they were sleeping while we sat on the tarmac, and then we waited for them. And I can go on and on. It was a it was a debacle. So, but at the end of the day, our kids handled it well, like they always do. And uh, the travel was a mess, but that's part of college football sometimes. But uh, we got back here and. They got a good sleep yesterday, and they'll walk back in here at 145 and be ready to roll. Rich people in Point Loma don't want you flying out at night. That's the bottom line to that. Yeah, I'd hate to. Yeah, don't, you don't want to interrupt their their uh, their their sleep. So, so when you win like that, uh, how long do you wait until you start preparing? Because you obviously had some dead time. Do you just celebrate in the moment, or do you jump on CSU? Oh no, you definitely. We we enjoyed the. The flight back, and quite frankly, the travel back, and uh, you know, some coaches opt to grade their their tape after the game on the plane or what have you. But uh, we uh, we enjoy those victories; they're hard to get, um, and we'll never forget that. And tell those kids to uh, enjoy those moments. Um, they'll walk back in here today at 1:45 and, um, and and be ready to move on to CSU. And I'm sure a lot of them will be here watching film. Coaches switched gears yesterday. We were back in here around one or two o'clock and started the day. Were you surprised how much you were able to lock up San Diego State for long stretches in that game offensively? We were joking about you know trying to make teams one-dimensional, and they kind of make themselves one-dimensional. Did you know it was going to go that way? Oh, uh, I don't know. You know, I think they uh, they've continued to work to find themselves a little bit as far as getting their personnel on the field. And Coach Horton, I think, does a great job, the offensive coordinator, finding those guys in the run game. And the offensive line was uh, was a physical crew. Um, you know, I thought our, our safeties tackled extremely well, which gave us an opportunity to make some big plays. We went through there, and so there was uh, you know stretches that we played well. The first drive, they hit us with the run game a little bit. We were able to get out of it with the field goal, and you know overall, I thought the you know the defense was was solid. We gave up, we got some learning experiences to go, and the the big throwback that they got in the backside there for a touchdown, and the the the, the slant for the other touchdown to allow them to get back in the game. But it was a game where there's you know there's 30 plays on both sides. You make them here, you make them there. You have a chance to beat them by a couple touchdowns they made some plays and not be a couple touchdowns and then it turned into a who's going to make a play to be able to win it and we were fortunately to be able to want to to make that play to win it but that yeah that's college football as we've learned uh it can go either way at any moment but uh you know the, the kids battled and all three phases were involved and all three phases can learn and it's a great opportunity to learn when you have a game like that that uh you win and you can learn and uh, we will push those kids hard and coach them hard 
When you get into conference play, there's all these games that go on each weekend, and then you know you look at the standings and you try to project and whatnot. How hard is it for the coaches to make sure the players don't get caught up in that? Because it seems like it's with Utah now. They're 0-1, and now they got to worry about what SC's doing, blah, 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 rather than just worry about Washington State and not get concerned about the other stuff because we're barely getting started here in conference play to not get too ahead of, you, ahead of yourselves. Well, I think that's the big thing. You just said it. There's there's a ton of football to play, and all you can do is control yourself and work like crazy to try to win those games every week. And uh, if it goes your way, that's awesome. If it doesn't, you you have to just simply again worry about yourself and and understand that yes, if you do drop a game in those settings and those situations, every time you do it, obviously makes it a little bit tougher to to reach that ultimate goal. But you, you would hope that a team would, would have that goal, but it wouldn't be their driving force of the week of, of that goal. Their driving force would be the team that they're competing against. And I think that's you know, the direction when you're dealing with young kids, 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old kids. Uh, you know, it's, uh, we're fortunate to be a little bit mature because of the return missionaries in the state of Utah. I think kids can uh, have a little bit more of a mature team because of that, but the maturity of the team needs to help them get in week in and week out and understand the focus that it takes and the respect that you have to have for each individual team and each individual player that you're playing against and that's easier said than done but it's something that we discuss but uh you know hey they're kids you got to talk about it or don't pretend it's something's not out there so you're playing csu next and csu just lost to toledo 41 35 and toledo ran for 436 yards their star back brian kobach had 228 yards what the heck happened to csu's run defense and yeah, how do you think they'll adjust, and how can you try to exploit that? Well, that, that's a that's a good question, and we're right in the early spot of uh, evaluating that, and um, you know we'll uh, we'll do our best to see if we can get our kids out there running. I think we have some good backs and have some opportunities to do some things, but I haven't spent a bunch of time on that side of the ball watching that yet. So I know our offensive coaches obviously have, and we'll get a little report here in the next couple hours to kind of see where we're at and what we're thinking. I have watched them on offense and, uh, you know, they're they're scoring points. They got uh, big, tall, wide receivers. Just got another guy eligible this last week that made some big plays for them. That's an SEC transfer. So they've got, uh, you know, I guess weapons on the offensive side of the ball. The quarterback was injured, but the other quarterback that came in as a transfer from Nebraska, strong arm, spins the ball well, does some good things. So uh, uh, they've they've taken a shot there at the quarterback position with the starter, but the the guy that walked in there is, is very capable and his numbers would show that after um, you know his first start in this last game, so uh, we'll have our work cut out for us as always. We'll break them down, develop a plan, and go out on Saturday and swing away. Would you say Warren is developing as your lead back? Ah, uh, we need two of them, and I think Warren, Jalen has had some um, you know great opportunities, taking advantage of those opportunities. I think. Uh, G. Bright had some really nice runs in this last game and some great job of protecting. You know, some of those things that you don't see from G. Bright is, uh, you know, the, the the big run hasn't been there for him. It will come. Um, the big catch hasn't been there for him. It'll come. But his ability to protect in this last game was, uh, was really, really good um, against an aggressive defense that obviously spins and dines and moves around a lot. And I have a ton of respect for that defense. It's not easy for a running back to pick up those pressures. Not really even pressures, but they're four guys coming, sometimes five guys come up but they're coming in abnormal spots and they're designed to dis- to uh, disrupt the back and um, cause his reads to be different and and G Bright was awesome in this game of picking it up that's why you know we basically didn't get our quarterback sacked and not hit very often and uh, in this game he was a big part of it but uh, we need both of those kids and uh, so we are still definitely feel like we have two very very good backs Jalen is one and G Bright's the other 
So we put it out on Twitter. We're going to have you on, ask for questions, and Daniel tweets at us. Uh, ask Gary, do you think that the Aggies deserve to be ranked? <laughs> do, I, do I think? I think, uh, well, I, well, let me say this. The team that beat us, I don't know, is Wake Forest ranked? I think they are, aren't they? I don't know. I don't know. They're undefeated, so they 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 should probably be ranked. But uh, uh, number one, I wouldn't not really worried about that. And hey, we've lost the game, and there's some teams that are undefeated, so those guys should be ranked uh, obviously in front of us. And I would hope that Wake Forest. I, I know they're four and zero now, so they should be. And uh, somebody else can make that decision on on the ranking part of it. But we got a long ways to go to put ourselves in a position to uh, just play the games that are in front of us, not worry about that other stuff. And we'll see where it all ends up uh, in January when we have that discussion. Wake Forest is 24th in the coaches poll and then one spot okay. out in the media poll. Okay. I'd say right. 26th, but PK would yell at me and I don't want that. <laughs> okay, is Arizona State ranked? No, they got beat by Colorado. Them. Oh, they, I didn't even know that. See, I don't know anything anymore. I just kind of stuck in my own little world up here in Cache Valley. So. I don't blame you. That's the way it should be. Hunker you, down. Worry yeah. about that. Don't worry about that stuff. Doesn't matter anyway. Did you know? You, no doubt. Did you know UCLA scored fifty points in the second half to beat Washington State? <laughs> I, I heard that on the bus. Now that that was not going to get out of the bus. So was it, it was like forty-seven to nineteen or something like that. It was forty-nine seventeen, and they rallied to win sixty-seven sixty-three. Yeah, I will. I, w- I will love to uh, get a TV copy of that and watch it sometime in the off season for just for sheer entertainment value. How about Mariner? Is he developing as your go-to receiver? Yeah, CLC is just playing fantastic. Um, and again, he's one of those guys. It's uh, you know, Savon's on the other side back there. Those inside guys are doing a great job. And the, the really good thing is he made some huge contested catches with great balls thrown to him from Jordan. But though I think there was four slants he caught in this game, and um, they were all big, big catches. Um, you know, and Savon made some obviously some big plays on the the fade ball. And uh, you know, we a lot of those again those receivers contributed. Um, it was good to see the tight ends continually stay involved and make the plays that they're making. But uh, Ciosi in this game just made some huge plays to allow us to continue to keep drives alive and um, and they were so again I go back to it and I repeat myself but they were contested balls that were great balls and they were caught and that's a, that's just to me that kind of separates you from a good receiver to potentially being a great receiver and I thought COC had a great game so you took a lot of transfers Gary and some of them are really paying off here what kind of uh like if you go back to like August 1st, how sure are you about how the transfers are going to perform and how much are you taking your best educated guess, but really kind of figuring it out with the rest of us as the games unfold? Well, yeah, that's it's a, it's a great question and a great way to look at it. You know, we've, we've said it many times, we kind of went all in with that offensive line and said, hey, these guys are going to develop and they're going to be our guys. Where do we need the help to potentially get the transfers that – number one, are looking to transfer, number two, that fit us and fit our culture and fit Cash Valley, and those are the guys we went out and looked at. Um, and that's whether it's a JC guy or whether it's a four-year transfer guy. Um, very, very fortunate to look at COC and Caleb and Nick and, and know them, obviously, from my time last year at Utah. So that was th- those three kids were an absolute, just 100% no-brainer. Um, and Riley, and talking to Kalani, and talking to Eliza, and talking to Roderick and all the people down the 
people that I know, um, it was he was a great fit for us also. Um, and then all four of those kids have have been fantastic. So it's it's going to be a part of who we are. It's something I believe in. I believe we've always believed in JC kids. Why wouldn't we believe in the transfer portal um, to go out and try to find the right kids? And it's worked very well with these young men that are in our program. And you know, some of them are contributing a little more than others on the field, which is awesome. But they're all contributing to this team in an extremely positive way. And uh, so, you know, is that is that fortunate? Is it good timing? Is it you know, to establish relationships? Yeah, it's it's all of the above. But the biggest thing is, I think those kids are are having a good time. Uh, I think their football experience is good. Um, I know their off the field experience has, has been great, and they're they're prideful to you know represent Utah State on and off the field. So, uh, but that transfer portal will continue to be a part of our program and something that we will look at strongly and we will recruit to, um, especially with the success of these guys uh, that they're having. People should want to come here um, if they're in the transfer portal and looking for an opportunity to compete and play. How much concern do you have about the would you call them fourth quarter struggles against Wake and San Diego State? Yeah, there's uh, always those things you sit back and you look at and you develop, and we need to be you know better in those situations and those scenarios. It was great for the defense to you know finally be able to finish the game and, and get it over with with the big sack back there and and move on. Um, it'd be nice to be able to finish that and not let those two big plays take place. And on the offensive side of the ball, you know you just you need one more score. Um, we scored what three points in the second half. That's uh, it's not good. And and one of those touchdowns on offense was, um, or on the scoreboard was the defense. Um, so we we want more. We need more. We feel like we played against a very very good defense. And I think that offense will come out this week with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder and with the opportunity to come back home and uh, you know show kind of what they're all about. But we need more in those settings. Uh, we got enough to get the win, and that's how that offense will look at it. They'll look at it as hey, we we found a way to get the win as a team, and that's the most important part of it. But uh, you know they're going to want to obviously score more points. Number one, get in the red zone and put touchdowns on the board. If just one of those drives is a touchdown instead of a field goal or a field goal attempt, it's not nearly as tight in the end. But uh, you know, however, if San Diego State gets another touchdown in the end zone down there, and when we stop them the one time on the fourth down and um, don't force them to kick two other field goals, the game's completely different. And um, so we we need to be better uh, scoring in the fourth quarter. We need to be better uh, defensively in the fourth quarter. And that's, uh, that's an emphasis that this football team will have to accept and understand as they go through this week. Gary, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us and uh, catch up on that sleep. I, I just blame Point Loma if I were you. <laughs> Hey, we can we we can sleep later, I suppose. But uh, it's it's all good. I appreciate you guys' time, and hopefully everybody comes up for a good game this week up here. I don't know who else is playing in town, but uh, five thirty, Cash Valley, right here. Be ready to roll. All right, thanks, Go Gary. Aggies. All right, there's okay. Gary Anderson, Utah State football coach, joining us on ninety-seven five at twelve eighty the zone. He doesn't know, but Cougs are on the road, and Utes are at home. We'll have the 8 o'clock Good, I'm game. glad he doesn't know. But he got a good TV time at 5.30. That's I know excellent. It's, uh, yeah. That's uh, good enough. People can yeah. still see it if, they're, time. if he's recruiting in Texas Take or Florida. Down. Yeah, it's not too late. And for the fans who've got to drive back to the Wasatch Front, that'll work. They deserve a good crowd. I mean, this is a good football team. They should be undefeated. They're not. They blew it against Wake Forest. We understand that. But... But they have opportunities to recover from that and set themselves in up. Conference with a chance well, to beat CSU. They should beat CSU. Mm. That shouldn't be a chance. It should be an overwhelming, dominant performance. That have they you should s- beat these guys. Have you seen the line? I have not, but We're I would sh- go in the twelve range. <laughs> That's what I would have thought. Ten to fourteen was kind of what I was thinking. Line came out at twenty and a half points. I was tempted to go more. Yeah. So this should be a relatively easy win. 
and set themselves up. I mean, they've got some big games down the line, but they, in my mind now, they have put themselves in the upper level of the other teams in the Mountain West. And what I mean by that is you got Boise over here. Oh, so okay. So Boise's on one tier. Yeah. yeah. And now they're on the second tier. Yeah. How many teams get to be on that tier? Well, I think you put Fresno in there now. Okay. Because Tedford has done a phenomenal job, obviously. Let's see them. And then I think you put San Diego State there and Utah State. So those are my three teams. Has Air Force earned it? Depends on, you know, from year to year. Do they right. have a senior quarterback running that offense? I w- because for them, that makes a big difference. Yeah, I think they've had a few rough years here. They but have. That, but certainly that win over Colorado gets your attention. No question. So see yeah. where they go. Yeah, I, I think, though, I, I got to see. To me, they had a distinct advantage in that game because you're playing a team that doesn't play their face your style every week. And so no, I, I would never play Air Force in a non-conference game. <laughs> What's the point, right? Right. Because you're, you're, you're going to be one and done. Unless I'm going to play Army and at Navy along with it. Right. So whereas if you're the, seeing four option teams, you can prep yeah, for Whereas it the and, teams in the conference, because BYU and Utah were in this situation. We, we all knew it, it was Air Force right. week, okay? Go back to what we taught you last year and what you taught you, depending on what grade you're in, the year before. So you have some familiarity. Well, you're asking Colorado to just basically cram for a week and then never worry about it again. So... I think that it's difficult for Air Force more so in the conference because of the fact that these teams, they know, and they spend time because they know they've got to face these guys, particularly if you're in their division, every single year. So, yeah, I would put Utah State right now at the top of the others in the conference. To me, until Boise is knocked off, they are always the favorite until I see otherwise. They haven't won it all the time, but they're still the favorite every year. Air Force gave Boise State some problems early up there on the blue turf uh, Friday night, but then the Broncos got control of the game and won it. Right. All right, DJ PK coming up next. Who sucked this weekend? This guy sucks is on the way. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. And now, really? your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer's strong play of the weekend. Really? Snap is off. It's a quick screen pass to Felton. He's got blockers in front of him. Demetric Felton into the end zone. Touchdown, UCLA. UCLA, 50 points in the second half to come back and beat Washington State on the road, 67-63. That's the Chevy Strong play of the game, the game-winning score there. I know it today at 450. You can win fabulous prizes on the big show. As the great philosopher Snoop Dogg once said, This guy sucks. like a sucker punch. It's time to reward the losers in sports with another edition of This Guy Sucks. You suck. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, who sucked this weekend? Who had a bad weekend? Off the field, it'd be easy to go with Antonio Brown. We went on social media. This guy sucks. He'll not be playing in the NFL anymore. 
If you prefer your on-the-field drama, PK, we got plenty of nominees. How in the world did Wazoo give up 50 points? They deserve some kind of group nomination for that. 50 points in the last 25 minutes? That was terrible. Well, they had turnovers. They had Six special teams. Punt groups. and kickoff returns. Yeah. I don't kickoff think. was in the first half. The punt was during the comeback. I don't think it was all on the defense. I mean, right at the end, they needed to hold on the ball, and they didn't. So the offense certainly contributed, putting the defense in some horrendous spots. Matt Gay missing an extra point early and a field goal on the last play of the game. The former Ute in a 32-31 loss. He also had an extra point blocked. Yeah, he's got to make those kicks, man. I, I don't know what to tell this you. This guy sucks. In the middle of the game, he makes 47 and 52 yarders. But then at the end, he misses the 34. Well, that's when the pressure's on. Yeah. That's like that, free throws in the second quarter versus the fourth quarter. That's for the win to seal the deal. It's 34 yards, wasn't it? Yep. Pushed it right. Yep. You got to do that. You got to make that. Yeah, I agree. Other nominees? Those were some of the ones that jumped out. That was a rough debut for Luke Falk, the Logan High grad, 12 of 22 against the Patriots, 98 yards. Yeah, I wouldn't Getting call it a debut. The, he played last week. Yeah, first start. It was his first start. Getting thrown into the deep end of the pool against the Patriots. What do you expect? Not much. Yeah, I think it's all about Antonio Brown. He's just decided that he is going to be a unique individual and in the process cost himself millions of dollars. He'll never play in the NFL again. Well, he's going to find out, just like Kaepernick found out. The NFL is going to go on with or without you, buddy. The machine grinds <laughs> on. So, Why do I have the feeling we're going to see him in the XFL? Well, you better not blink. McMahon's been pretty clear, though, that guys have had off-the-field issues won't be allowed in that league. All right. Is that Ed or Jim? (laughs) Yes, both. Okay. Just McMahon. I don't know which McMahon. Vince. Who's Vince? The guy who runs the XFL. I'm not going to pay attention to that. It's going to be over pretty quick. You you guys got all worked up on this other thing. Hey, that was eight long games. (laughs) Channel 2 was all excited about it. Blah, 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 blah. For what? I didn't pay attention to it. It's it's not going to be around. We we have minor league football. It's called the colleges. And there it is. (laughs) Yes. Has any sport ever really worked out of season? A spring is out of season for football. Do you consider the WNBA working? Surviving. I don't know that I go with working. Year-round golf, do people pay attention to it? Year-round tennis? I mean, they're playing, they're trying to create big events and big tournaments. But it seems like we watch the majors, they're there in the summer, and then we move on. Yeah, but their survival doesn't rely on it. No, it it doesn't doesn't matter. Right. I watch, to torture myself, the golf tournaments in January and February. Just, yeah. Just to think. I, I will watch those, but I'm not watching the silly season or whatever's going on. No, because we're into football yeah. then. And then, obviously, the NBA has started and college basketball is about to start. So I had the cool experience last year of my friend being over at the Kapalua tournament. And he's texting me, and I'm at home here watching. 
And he's saying, yeah, I'm looking for Dustin Johnson. And I'm saying, go back two holes. Go to your left. (laughs) (laughs) Giving him course. He's there watching. Right, but if you've ever been to a golf tournament, (laughs) it's a little chaotic out there. And I've been to that tournament. And I've been to that course, not to that tournament, but I've played that course and been there for work reasons and go over there. So I knew my way around a little bit. So I'm texting him, oh, go to 14 green. He's coming up, teeing off on 14 now. And I, cause I know he's on 15, my buddy. So I'm saying, turn left and go here. And so I'm giving him directions. <laughs> I'm on the other side of the fairway. Now I'm going the wrong way. And, he's, and that tournament doesn't have a lot of people there cause it's right after the new year. Right. And... He got bones. There aren't there aren't hotel. You can't make hotel reservations for forty five thousand or something. No. Put him on the course. He had he got bones from Rory McIlroy nice. that he did not initiate. <laughs> Rory was just looking for someone to celebrate with. And Rory he was, was coming off, and they caught each other's eye. And Rory gave him fists. And my buddy, okay, boom. All right. <laughs> you and me, Rory, see at the 19th hole. <laughs> yeah. You want that turkey sandwich on rye? So I'm your guy. He just, he texted me. Rory just gave me bones. Sweet, man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was way cool. So that that is when, uh, down the line, when I'm no longer working, that is a must attend. Oh, yeah. All right. Double down. You've... What you, you've been to the L.A. Open, obviously, living in L.A., and you go to Phoenix. Those are the only two that I've been oh, really? to. Okay. I thought when you were in L.A., I was about to ask you, ever drove down to Torrey Pines? Or? I've been to Torrey Pines, but, but I, not have, for the I have not. And, you know, I've been to uh, the, tour the one in... Um, La Quinta? When I've been there, the desert, yes, correct. The Bob Hope? And then... To the course of the tournament? I've not been to the tournament. The only two okay. tournaments I've seen are the L.A. Open. You're right. Yeah. I, and I saw the Senior Open, too, in L.A., and then I go to the I go to the Phoenix one every year, and uh, those are the only two that I've attended. But I've been to all those courses, and also Pebble Beach I've been to. But I haven't been for tournaments. Uh, but I'm going to go at some point. I'm going to go to the Kapalua one the first of the year in Maui. That that's got to be a must because there's not that many people, and you can move about freely. Right. So then you might as well island hop over and go to Oahu and get that. I, you know, I think about week. that when I'm doing that. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've thought there. about that. Yeah, because obviously they do go over and play the next week before they come over to the mainland. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, DJ and PK, we got questions for Gary and Kyle and Kalani. And we will answer your questions on their behalf. And then we'll see later if the answers match up when they get to their uh, media availability. We'll do that next. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.